space we got alone. Sometimes we don't need an intercessor because we have already interceded. We have already entered in. You don't always need someone standing over you because you're already standing in his presence. So I don't need you covering me because he's already got me covered. We're so quick to rush. You just should listen and obey by the Spirit. presence in this building. Sweet presence. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. young man saying Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein for I said the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire ah <laughs> oh God I will be a wall of fire around about and while be the glory in the midst of her Ho, ho. Oh, you thought that was Santa. <laughs> ho, ho. Come forth. And flee from the land of the north, says the Lord. For I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, says the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughters that dwelleth with the daughter of Babylon. For thus said the Lord of hosts, after the glory had he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For you have, for he that toucheth, toucheth the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake mine upon, my hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil for their servants. And ye shall know the Lord of hosts. Yeah, Sydney, catch, catch what he's saying. This is a prophetic declaration for somebody on today. The Lord says that your walls are down. But he's going to be a ring of fire around you. Your walls are down. You stop praying. You stop fasting. You stop interceding. Your walls are down. You stop seeking his presence. But the Lord says, in this season, I'm going to be the wall, a ring, a fire around you. I'm going to cover you and protect you in this season. You have grown weary and tired, even of the things of God. But God says, in this season, I'm going to hold you up and refresh you. I'm going to keep you and cover you. I'm going to be a ring of fire all around you. Keep you. I'm calling you back because you've been scattered like the four winds. But I'm bringing you back. I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back. You don't want to come, but I'm calling you. Come on. Even if I have to drag you, I'm dragging you. Even if I have to put you up against a rock and a hard place, a red sea and a pharaoh, I'm drawing you into my presence. I've got to shut down the job just to get to you. I'm going to shut it down. 
turn your phone off so that you can only hear me I'll do what needs to be done because I'm calling you back in this season for those of you who have been in bed with Babylon I'm calling you out Thank you for the ring of fire. Calling you out. Thank you for covering, keeping us. Thank you, God, for calling us out. <laughs> Not just calling us out, but you're calling us out to bring us in. Calling us uh, to bring us in. He's not just calling you out of a thing, but he's calling you into his glory. Calling into his glory. Father, thank you for the calling. Thank you for God, the we give you glory. Thank God, we give you praise. Sitting your fire down in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands all over this place. Come on. Give him some glory. Let's go to work this morning. Before we get this afternoon, before we get into the word this morning, I don't want to go through all of the announcements, but I do want to tell you that the women, hey, well, we'll start there. Amen. <laughs> Need you to update for all of you new members and even those of you who have been visiting here at Elevate Church. We need you to uh, update your information. You can scan that QR code on the screen. We did hear that someone was having a difficult time scanning that code. So you can text the word update to 225-361-2016 to update your information. If you changed your phone number or your email address, uh, you can update that information there. On December 16th, the women who elevate the women's ministry will be hosting their Christmas party here at Elevate Church at 6.30. So ladies, amen. Where the ladies at? Amen. That's about 60% of y'all. Hallelujah. Check the birth certificate of the woman next to you if she didn't shop. Amen. created in the male and female. I'll leave that alone. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, December 16th at 630 here at the church. Also, amen. Someone say well. Come on, say well. Um, we have the great return here at Elevate Church. What does that mean, Apostle? If you borrow anything from the church, borrow. Just say it like that. If you borrow has anyone ever borrowed something from you and they kept it so long you had to go borrow it back? That's what we're doing now. I, I want to borrow back the stuff that you borrowed from the church. Electronic equipment, sound equipment, music equipment, linen, furniture, the sign outside. I mean, whatever it is that you borrowed from the church, you have till December 23rd to return it. Just place it in the fellowship hall. It's no judgment. You can do it anonymously, but you have to tell the 23rd. Amen. Or else you would get a new gift for Christmas. Some bright, shiny handcuffs. Amen. Amen. You got your cuffs with you, sir? Amen. 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 December 20th. We're not going to arrest you, I promise you. Amen. Rest you in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Put you in the headlock. Holy Ghost headlock. Amen. So, also, uh, we're having a eight-week Zoom class for the nursery, for the parents who have nursery-aged kids from four and under. Uh, please call 225-366-8871. 
If you're interested in having your kids participate in our Zoom class for nursery age kids, it's amazing. Sister Sharon does an awesome, phenomenal job with our children. So make sure you sign up for that. Let's go to work. Amen. Grab your Bibles all over the place. Grab your Bibles. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Hold your finger there in verse number 7. And while you have your finger at 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, dance over to Genesis chapter number 43. And verse number 23 is where we'll begin. And if you would do as I'm going to stand to your feet. We'll begin in Genesis. We'll finish in 2 Corinthians. If you have it, say I have it. If you're looking for it, I'm still looking. Nobody else looking. I guess y'all waiting for me to put it on the screen. Huh? Hallelujah. Amen. I knew you was in here. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the name of God. We'll forego our confession of faith on today. Genesis chapter number 43 and verse number 23. Amen. Where the Lord declares to us. And he said, peace be to you. Fear not your God. And the God of your father have given you treasure in your sacks. He said, peace be to you. Fear not. Your God and the God of your father have given you treasure in your sacks. If you would underline that, because I want to tag that as a topic for today. Treasures in your sacks. I'll read that again. For He said, peace be to you. Fear not your God and the God of your father have given you treasure in your sacks. And I had, your, one translation says, and it was paid in full. It may be important for you to grab hold to this text from building a foundation. And he brought Simeon out unto us. He gave you treasures in your sacks. Hear this, beloved, before we jump to 2 Corinthians. Stop fighting over stuff that's already paid for. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. Some of you are wrestling and fighting for things that God has already paid for. You're wrestling and fighting for the healing. It's already paid for. You're wrestling and fighting for the breakthrough. He's already paid for it. Stop fighting, fighting for that marriage that's going around. God says I already paid for the reconciliation of it. Why are you fighting? Some of you today are wrestling for your, with your salvation, wondering, am I really saved? He's already paid for it. Price has already been paid. Look at your neighbor and say, it's already paid for. It's already paid for. Oh, okay, meet me at 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Verse number 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. There is a treasure. Look at your neighbor right quick. Talk to him. Help me preach this message. Says, There's a treasure in you. That neighbor didn't believe you. Encourage your other neighbor and say, there's a treasure in you. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I decrease in this place. Increase with power and might. Give me clarity of thought and word. 
But Father, let your spirit prevail in this place. And every other spirit be canceled now in the name of Jesus. Let every sound, every voice that is not of your voice be silenced now in the name of Jesus. For every chaotic, confused mind, God, be clear, uh, be, be clear now in the name of Jesus. So that they may receive this engrafted word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Slap high five with your neighbor on the way to your seat and say hidden treasures. Hallelujah. Hidden treasures. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do justice with this real and do some quick work with this message. Um, God dealt with me differently in regards to preparation of this message. I mean, God normally gives me a word and I sit down and labor in that word and study and, and pray and fast over that word and uh, just dig deep into that and ask God to give me uh, hidden truths that may be revealed. Uh, to his that so that it may be revealed to his people, and so but this time God gave me a bunch of scriptures and, and just began to flood me with a bunch of scriptures and I was like okay God this is different because you know this is the season as I said to the nine fifteen this is the season where normally it's gumbo season but we live in Louisiana so we don't really get to readily enjoy gumbo because it don't stay cold long enough Amen and so. This message is kind of like one of those gumbos with all the good ingredients. And I'm praying by his spirit he brings it all together. But one thing I do know, he did want me to let you know and remind you of the believer's views. And we've been in this sermon series of sorts for the last couple months uh, with the hopes of God's spirit breathing and teaching us some new things. But we also have been highlighting and featuring uh, businesses that are part of this ministry and so we have been permitting them to come into the foyer and to sell their goods and services to help bring recognition to their business and so on this month we're recognizing virtuous decor and she's out in the foyer many of you saw her when you came in and so she's just a gift to the body of Christ very creative and so uh, I saw why God began to move in this message about a hidden treasure because there were gifts in her that, of course, we didn't know she had. And I'm not even too certain she was aware. Amen. But the pandemic will help birth some, has helped birth some things out of people. And so what has started as a hobby unto her has now become a business. So there's some believers' views and uh, we're going to get to the message here in a second, but there's some believers' views that we have. First view that we have is what he did, speaking of Jesus. I'll remind you of these things before we go forward. Uh, believer view, what he did. We always look at what Jesus did in the Bible. Look at the miracles and the signs and the wonders, what he did, and we shout on what he did. Uh, some of us even venture to even go into the realm of how he did it. Uh, and, and some believers want to know, okay, how did that happen? Uh, how did he do that? And so we venture into the how, but uh, rarely do we understand or even seek why he did it. Rarely do we really ask the question, why was that done? Uh, the scripture tells us is to get uh, knowledge and to get wisdom. But in all of your getting, get understanding. Get knowledge and wisdom. But in all of your getting, Make sure you get an understanding. Understanding is the why. God says, 
It's not enough to know me. It's not enough to know what I'm going to do. But it's important for you to know why I do it. And I really want you to know, how do I know in Ephesians it says there's the spirit of God that reveals the mysteries of God. You ever heard this statement before? God works in mysterious ways. God's don't, God don't work in mysterious ways. He don't, want, he don't want you to see him as a mystical God. And he don't want to walk in mystery. He really wants you to know him. Uh, so that's why the spirit of God comes to reveal the mysteries because God really wants us to know. Okay, I can give you scriptures to tell you. So even, even with this, Jesus hanging out with the disciples and uh, the disciples are with Jesus. Jesus gives these parables, which we're going to see in a second. He gives all of these parables about the kingdom of God. And then they go into the house and the disciple says, well, Lord, you talk to them in parables. Watch this. In mysteries. But to us, you talk so plainly. <laughs> in other words, God says the world, they can have this, this mystical God. But I want you to know me personally. These things I have hidden unto them, but to you I come to reveal. Because I want you to know. Three letters. Why? Why all of this is taking place. Why did this happen? I want you to know why. So, so we're going to delve into the why of things on this morning as we talk. And here it is. Jesus did what he did. Watch this. He did it so we don't have to. Oh, y'all to clap your hands for that right there. Because that is the why of all things. He did it so we don't have to. He died as a peasant, as a sinner on the cross. Why? So we don't have to. He died as, watch this, as the unrighteous so that we can be righteous. That's what he did. That's the why. Watch this. I wish that God would have given me this message for Christmas because really it's kind of like a Christmas message because Jesus was the treasure wrapped in flesh as a gift given unto us. Uh, and the why of which he came is more than just so that you can have Christmas lights and wrappings. He came to do what you couldn't do so that you don't have to do it. So we see this, the why. And you have to know the purpose of which he did these things. So in Romans chapter number 8, I told you we're just building. Uh, I'm, I'm normally like a helicopter lift off, but I'm going to have to be an airplane today and use all the runway. Uh, but in Romans chapter number 8, it says, for the, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be what? The heavens and the earth is waiting, watch this, for the treasure on the inside of you to be exposed. The gift, the treasure. God has to place the treasure on the inside of you. And watch this, only things of value get stolen. <laughs> Anybody in here, I mean, it's okay if you don't lift your hand because I understand. Do you drive a car that has aged before 2000? Like nineteen in the nineteens, amen. Anybody like a nineteen seventy? Anybody drive like a nineteen seventy? No, none of y'all. Anybody drive a Pinto? 
Okay, I'm going to use Pinto. Okay. Um, if you had uh, a 1975 Pinto, rusty bottom, liner on the top hanging low, still, <laughs> what's it, a diamond in the back with the gasoline? No, I'm sorry. Sunroof uh, and it's leaking. Got the sunroof and it's leaking. And 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 so if you had a an old car that uh, would seem to have no value, and you parked it in the parking lot with the windows down and the keys in the ignition, I can make a guarantee, a very fervent guarantee to you, that when you get back outside, it'll still be there. I, I can guarantee it'll still be there. But if you had a 2020 Mercedes. AMG kick on it, you know, it just kid, I mean, it was nice. And you left the windows down with the key in ignition. I make another guarantee to you. When you get outside, it won't be there. Because thieves only steal things of value. And if they see no value, they'll step over it to get to the thing of value. That's why John tells us the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He's looking to steal the treasure God has placed on the inside of you. That's why you've been going through the hell you've been going through. Really, the thief is trying to steal the gift, the treasure. Get you focused on other things than God. Trying to unearth the treasure he has placed on the inside of you. And so the world is groaning. Watch this, for the gift that's on the inside of you to come on the outside of you, for this gift to be awakened. So let, let's go, Matthew chapter number 13, Jesus uh, begins to give one of the parables. This is a litany of parables that Jesus gives uh, in Matthew. And so in Matthew chapter number 44, he is talking about the kingdom of God. And when I studied this in the past, I, I saw this as the text began to speak to me only as, watch, the kingdom of God is something that we find and now we take hold to and we rejoice in the fact that we found the kingdom. It's going to make sense in a second. Uh, because the text talks about this man who is a servant working in the field and he finds this treasure in the ground. And once he finds the treasure, he takes the treasure, sells everything that he has to go buy the land of which the treasure was buried in. And so the text talks about the kingdom of God is such. It's like somebody who finds a treasure and sells everything and runs after it. So back in the day, I thought, man, you know, finding the kingdom, you got to sell out completely and run after the kingdom. That's true. That's only part. Somebody shout, there's the other side. It is not only us finding the kingdom and pressing our way into it. It is not only us grabbing hold of the kingdom, but this text also speaks of the kingdom grabbing hold of us. Oh, God. It's not enough for you to have the kingdom, but the kingdom wants you. It's not enough for you just to be saved to say that I'm a kingdom citizen, but also the kingdom wants to claim you as its own. Wants to grab hold to you. And the text says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which a man hath found, he hideth it, hideth, and for joy therefore goeth and sell all that he hath, and he buyeth that field. He hid the treasure. So what's taking place in, in this text is this man, he's a servant working for this landowner, and while he's out there working, digging up the ground, he hit something. So he gets on his hands and knees and begins to dig it out, and he realizes it's a treasure. Now, 
and give you a little historical backdrop in the culture was taking place. Uh, in the Jewish culture, whenever you found something of treasure or value on someone else's land, if you unearthed it and dig it up, lift it up, it still belongs to the landowner. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just want to let y'all know, if y'all find some treasure <laughs> on my land, make sure you bring it to me before the 23rd. <laughs> right? <laughs> However, if you don't lift it up, and you cover it up, you can now take possession of it. It's part of their custom. So what this man is doing, he's applying a rule. He finds this treasure. He digs it up. He identifies it. And what he does, he hides it. Then he goes and he sells everything he owns. Watch this. To buy the land where the treasure was. It is what God did when he sent Jesus. He knew that there were treasures in earthen vessels. And he hid you in the covering of his glory, in the shadow of his wings. Why? So he can now go buy you back from Satan's rule. God said, I see treasure in you. Where they have devalued you, stepped over you, where they have rejected you, I see value in you. You are the apple of my eye. Where you have been rejected, I'm accepting you. God bankrupt heaven, gave the crown and glory, the jewel of his glory, Christ. Basically, he sold everything to buy the land. Okay. He sold everything to buy the land. Did you not know you were made from dust of the earth? You are the land of the field that needs to be tended and cultivated. And God says there's so much treasure on the inside of you. I'm going to give everything I have to buy you back. I'm going to give everything because there's a treasure on the inside of you. So we know Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Watch this. We see in the text there was something buried. Buried. Anything you bury is with the intent for it to be dead and never to be resurrected. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So your spirit goes back to God, but your body is buried. Watch. For the purpose of never to be resurrected. That's why we bury people, because I mean, let's be honest. If the graves opened up and corpse began to walk down the street. So the body is buried with the carnal thought of it will never be resurrected again. So we bury things that are dead. Oh, beloved, can I talk to those who are here for the first, second, and reoccurring time? Don't get buried at a dead church. Uh, if you're visiting for the first time, you need to come and get planted. Things that are planted are meant to live, to grow, and to blossom. Things that you hope to die, you bury. Things that you hope for a harvest, you plant. And, and so don't go get buried somewhere. Come here and get planted. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was my recruitment statement right there. Uh, so, 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 uh, to bury, so bury. So there was something buried. Somebody shout buried. But everything that is buried 
is not always meant to be discovered. Everything that's buried is not always meant to be discovered. But there are things in you that are meant to be discovered. And some of you have been sitting on the treasure so long wondering when I'm going to get discovered. Some of you have been sitting in church for a long period of time wondering when's my time coming, when I'm going to have an opportunity, uh, when, when will I be discovered? When will they discover me? When will they notice me? When, when will they notice that I'm sitting here? Hello, I'm right here before you. When will they discover me? You know, there's a lot of people on YouTube and on the internet singing songs with the hopes of being discovered. People on YouTube channels cooking meals with the hopes of being discovered. And God says that I have placed in you, hidden inside of you, treasures, earthen vessels that are waiting to be discovered. And watch. God has hidden you. And in this season, he has hidden you for a reason. It's because the world is trying to take you out. But I got to hide you. The world is trying to call you into darkness. But I got to hide you. The world discovered you. And they want to use you and your treasures and your gift for its benefit, but I'm going to hide you in this season. I want to talk to some people this afternoon that feel that they have been hidden in a dark place, in a place of darkness. And you're wondering, God, when, when will they see me? God says, I got you. I got you hidden right now because you ain't ready yet. Okay. Y'all getting mighty quiet. Y'all making me nervous. So, so here it is. Discover it. So you're buried with the hopes of being discovered. The next thing is cover it. Cover it. Cover it. This man covered over the treasure that he found. I want to talk to the guests again because some of you, amen, you hadn't been covered. You're bouncing from church to church, but you're not covered. Mm -hmm. Going from here to there, but there's no covering. Oh, but I'm saved. It's not just to be saved, but you need to have a refuge, a place, a house that you can be covered. You need to have a place where you can be, somebody shout with me. Because if you're not covered, the opposite of, co un of covered, uh, the opposite of covered is uncovered. So if you don't have a covering, then you're uncovered. If you were to go outside and it was pouring down rain and you didn't have a cover over your head, you would get wet. Amen. So God says in this season, I need to make sure you're connected and covered. Can I be at home and read my Bible and pray? Yes, I can. But I also need to be connected so I can be covered. The Bible says that he gives us shepherds after his own heart. Why? Watch this. To help cover his sheep. The Bible says that it is the, the, the people of God, the, the man of God, the pastor that prays for your soul. Okay. So my question to you is who's praying for your soul? Amen. Somebody shout, cover me. Yeah, that's got to be a cover. So this man took the treasure and he covered it up. 
he hid it. He hid it. Now, I see there's a lot of fashionable people in here. It looks like y'all like to shop. You got a shopping spirit on you. So I'm talking to the shoppers right now. You, you know, have you ever found that nice outfit, but you didn't have enough money to buy it? And you took it and you hid it? To a whole nother rack. <laughs> you a size four and you hiding it in the size 12. Because you know people with a size four ain't going to be looking for a 12. So you hide it. You cover it up. Because you don't have the money. Watch this for the last thing to purchase it. And some of you have been hidden by the hand of God. Because God had to hide you. Watch this so he can buy you back. He had to hide you because there's a, a value so great on the inside of you that I can't allow Satan to get his hands on. So I got to hide you in this season so I can buy you back. I got to make sure you're hidden. I know you got a shout on the inside of you. Behold your shout, Moses. I, I, I know you, you, you have a heart for me, David, and worship, but I'm just going to put you in the cave of Abdullah. Got to hide you for a season. Jesus, I know you're valuable, but I'm going to hide you in the womb of Mary. Because I can't allow the enemy to get you. And some of y'all been hidden, and God says I had to hide you for the season of me purchasing you back. So here it is. Jesus tells this parable, and as he's telling this parable, it is the parable of the kingdom of God, what the kingdom of God looks like. And here's a picture of what the kingdom of God looks like. It looks like a bunch of people who have been devalued by others, but valued of God. It is a picture of the kingdom of God. It is not those who are qualified, those who are radiant and displayed, those who are eloquent in tone. No, God says, I want to take the wretched and the ratchet, the hood rats. I want to take them and show them that there's value on the inside of them. There's giftings and talents that I've placed deep down in. I'm hiding them in this season. There's a greater purpose. There's a why. So why? It was a why of which you were born. What is my purpose? What is your why? My why is to glorify the kingdom of God. My why is to give him the glory. Jesus did all he done so we don't have to, but we get the, the pleasure and the privilege of giving him the glory. Can I say this? You were not created for worship. I know you made that. Where my worship was at? I was created. Got a teacher. I was created for worship. You were not created for worship. You get to worship. You were created to give Him glory. Angels were created to worship Him. That's why their assignment all day, every day for eternity is to bow down before Him. Holy, holy is the Lamb. Holy, holy. That's all they do is worship Him. Because if you were created for worship, that's all you would do is. Worship. And truth of the matter is, sometimes we don't feel like worshiping. I'm going to show you the tape later on of y'all doing worship. Some of y'all were just sitting there. That's how I know you weren't created for worship. 
Some of y'all came after worship just to get the word. That's how I know you weren't created for worship. You get to give God worship because he deserves the worship. Worship is an option unto us. Satan was glorious in all his radiancy, his splendor. He's a worshiper. But he stopped worshiping God. Stop worshiping me. Worship is a choice. Because if you were created to worship, you would worship him and him alone. But we know this, we worship other things. So you get to worship him. He deserves the worship. What you were really created is to give him glory. That's why he created you and I. He created all the heavens and earth. Even all of that stuff gives him glory. The Bible says the stars and the moons, and they are splendid. They give God glory. That's why we were created. To give him glory. So when that treasure is unearthed, it's unearthing. Watch this. So that he can be glorified. And because he is so glorious, we bow down and we worship him. Because he's so glorious, we give him what's due to him and him alone. And that's the worship he deserves. You're a treasure in an earthen vessel. Galatians chapter number 2 verse 20 says no longer I that liveth but Christ that lives within me you have a treasure on the inside of you and Satan is looking to steal it so he can get the worship and the glory don't let him get the hidden treasure give it unto God would you bow your heads in this place I believe there's some of you today you have pressed your way into the kingdom You have taken hold of the kingdom, but you have not allowed the kingdom to take hold of you. (laughs) You you have pressed your way in to grab hold to the kingdom of God, but you have not allowed the kingdom to take hold of you. So this morning, this afternoon, for those of you that are here today, you may say, well, I made a dedication years ago. Gave my life to Christ when I was young. Gave my life to Christ five years ago. That's great. But my question to you today is, is why did you do it? Was it only for fire assurance? To assure that there would be no fire that would burn you for eternity? Or do you have a different why? That why would be God, I want to bring you glory with my life. There's a treasure you placed in me. And I want to make sure that the world sees that treasure. I want to see you glorified in my life. So I'm going to pray, after which I'm going to ask you to make a decision. I'm going to pray for those who don't know Christ and the pardon of their sins. That'll be the first prayer. Second prayer will be for those who made that declaration but backslid but want to get it right with Christ today. Father, now in the name of Jesus. You know those who are lost in darkness. And only you can find them. You came for them. They didn't come looking for you. None of us did. You came looking for us. You left the 99 to come get the one. Father, you have always been chasing after us. You loved us while we were yet sinners. You came seeking after us. You abandoned all just to come to us. 
So, Father, for those who don't know you today, I pray, oh God, in the pardon of their sins, they make a decision to follow you. None come lest the Spirit of God draws them. For those who have made the declaration, for those who have made the decision to follow you, but they have waxed cold in that decision, they have waned and grown weary in their relationship with you, they're backslidden, drawn back into darkness. God, I pray today, as we lift up your holy name, Lord Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto you. Lord Jesus, begin to draw from the north, the south, the east, and the west. You're married to the backslider. Call him back home today. Do it now, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, my last appeal for those who, who are uncovered today. Those who are weighing between the decisions of what church to attend, what a fellowship, what to connect to. Father, today I pray, oh God, that you would move upon their hearts. That you would touch, oh God. That, Father, if not elevate, God, find that place for them, God. For kingdom, God, it's not about a particular place, God. But kingdom is about, God, where you would draw us to. So, Father, let there be a place for them. Draw them to that place. And if this is this place, God, that you have called them to, let them not delay in that decision. For, Father, we know, oh God, delaying obedience is still disobedience. So, Father, if you have placed it upon their hearts to make a decision, let them make it now. In the mighty name of Jesus. If that's you today, you want to get it right with the Lord, you don't know Jesus Christ in the part you sins, that's the first. If you are backslidden and you want to make it right with the Lord today, would you lift your hand in the air, wave it at me, no judgment. Thank you, sir. I believe there's others today that would say today is the day. Thank you, sir. There's others today that would say today is the day I'm making a decision to get it right with the Father. If that's you, would you lift your hand? There'll be others that say, I made a decision, but I'm kind of I'm kind of at, at odds with God right now because all of the things that's happening in my life, my relationship with him is strained. If that's you today, would you lift your hand? Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you, and God, we give you glory. If you don't have a church home and you felt the Spirit of God drawing you to connect with us today, I don't care if it's your first time. Allow the Spirit of God to speak to you. If that's you, would you lift your hand and wave it at me? become a part of what God is doing. Amen. There's one. I believe there's another that would say today, say two. Amen. There's another. Amen. Amen. Out of the mouths of babes. Y'all yeah. <laughs> better obey. Hey, little, little man says you. Amen. Y'all can just drop him off. You know, we'll take care of him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyone else today before we close out? Any others? Any others? Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you would all. <clears throat> For those of you who lifted your hand, there's a white card that's being handed to you. Amen. Take that card, fill it out, hand it back to the hand that handed it to you. Come on, let's stand to our feet all over the place if you would. To all of our first time, second time, and reoccurring guests, thank you for being with us today. I'll be in the foyer. Amen. To meet you and greet you, shake your hand. For those of you who filled, that, filled out that card, uh, our intercessors are here if you're standing in need of prayer. And, and for all of those who are standing in need of prayer today, if you need prayer, we'll leave the altar open for them to uh, pray with you all today. For those who decided to be a part of this family of faith, welcome to the family of faith at Elevate. Amen. We, we greet you the only way we know how. Elevate! Elevate! 
Elevate. Move. Amen. So if you ever stranded on side the road in Walmart, short on cash, don't be ashamed at the, at the register. Just shout out, Elevate. Amen. No, you're good. You need breath. Yeah. Short on some change, just shout out, Elevate. Move. Somebody going to jump out the bushes. They're going to propel from the top of the building. Amen. They're going to bust through a wall. Amen. Leap over truth to come and help. So, amen. Now, if you're not a member, don't shout elevate because we will check your card. Amen. So, I'm trying to get the benefits without the connection. Amen. I'm going to have Pastor, amen. Tiffany, I was going to have Pastor Adam close it out in prayer. Pastor Tiffany closes out in prayer. Again, for our guests, we'll be in the foyer to greet you and meet you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And as a reminder, um, next week we will be having the drawing for the raffle in the second service, the 1115. You don't need to be present to win. Amen. If your ticket is called, we will contact you on the number provided. But if you have not gotten your ticket or you feel like you need another chance, an extra opportunity to win, make sure you see me to get that ticket. It will be during the 1115 service. All hearts and minds are clear. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We honor you and we bless you, Father. We thank you for your word that was spoken in this house on today, Father. I pray that every heart was receptive of your word, oh God, and that God, as we understand the earth, the hidden treasures in earthly vessels, Father, that God, we thank you that we're availing ourselves to be hidden in you, Lord. Father, we thank you that as we go through this week, God, that your spirit, your presence goes before us and that you're making easy and successful our ways. We thank you for your provision and your protection. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, let's celebrate God on today. Hospitality, I need to see y'all real, real, real quick. Well as drama ministries, we need a part to 
Shine on it.